0: Back in studio for show 25.
1: No yelling by me today. We, uh, we, we adjusted the sound check this time. No yelling. I think we figured out the mic volume. Yeah, we're not going to do any of that crap that I did last time. So I think I might have blown somebody's eardrums or I might have... blown yeah, I think we speaker, did. Though. I
0: think we did. Show 25. It's our quarter quell. Big quarter. It's our quarter quell. We got our answer bmx and my squared teammate lauren reynolds coming on the show today
1: gonna to be awesome to talk to her See, so you talk about her story she's, she's got a good story actually. yeah she does she does yeah. it'll be good to talk to her yeah uh let's get our sponsors in the show i want to thank our sponsors of this show which are uh, Progate europe winning starts with a great gate so uh, if you're looking for a new new gate at your track or even a, a single single man gate individual one hit up Progate europe they got all the goods they got the best gates out there Progate europe i don't know why anyone would
0: get any other gate. It's the gate of World Cups, World Championships, Olympic Games. Why would you get anything besides the ProGate Europe? I don't even know. No uh, need to. I think it's the only company there is out there.
1: No need
0: to. Is there another gate company out there? I don't think. I've never even heard of one. Yes, there are other gate companies I don't think. I don't there. think I've ever heard of another gate company. company. There's no me? other gate companies. Yes, there are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, no other gate There's companies. There's literally
0: no other gate companies <laughs> in the world. It's ProGate Europe. <laughs> also, thanks to Burm Academy. Jason Carnes. Berm Academy tours when you want to make the most of your BMX experience, whether we're at the track, trails, bike park, USA BMX National, popping wheelies through the city, or hanging with the biggest names in the sport. We live BMX and we're taking you along for the ride. Check out bermacademy.com and see what it's all about. All about. The Berm Academy, powered by Answer BMX and s Squared. Hey, I know them. We're taking you on tour. So, Berm Academy people, like we said last show, you want to tour around, you want to go to races, hit up Jason Carnes, message him on Instagram. Facebook, any of those social media platforms, and get on tour.
1: Get on tour. The amount of pros you probably get to hang out with and see if you go on a tour with him is probably incredible. You're, yes. you're not, not going to get that just by hanging out at a track. Oh, Tori's adjusting my sound levels, guys. Don't worry. You're talking quieter today. Yeah, okay. I haven't had an extra coffee today. So, yeah. We, we've had a long week, guys. You're a bit flat today, James. Yeah, I'm a bit flat. We've had a long week. We've been away for a while. We've been on the road. We're here home for a day doing this right now. So, just tight schedule, okay? So, you know, you guys are going to have to give me a break on the excitement level right now, but we'll get through it.
0: I guess we didn't talk about my Lululemon Seaweed's Festival before.
1: Oh, we didn't do that last no, time. No, we didn't do it, yeah, but that. Was one thing yeah,
0: yeah, Lululemon, half. It was a half marathon, so it's pretty cool. So, it's a couple days. Um, all their athlete, or some of their athletes, they had like seven of us there, um, and their staff, and a bunch of people. They like, had us downtown for a few days. And um, so, Seaweed's like, it's the way of Lululemon giving back to Vancouver, basically um so it's pretty cool it as a half marathon and then um in the evening on saturday night there's a uh an outdoor concert which is pretty cool it's yes. actually really well done yeah so it's pretty fun i got to hand out medals at the half marathon it's pretty cool so at the beginning of the half marathon like the first people that come across are like legit distance runners like professional runners yeah and they finish yeah, yeah. the half marathon in like an hour 10 minutes or something it's crazy
1: something insane, insane like yeah. yeah yeah
0: and then it's funny after that It's after that, the next hour, two hours, three hours, you see it's pretty cool The people watch. You see people of all different shapes, sizes, colors, genders, like ethnicities, everything. Wow, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, there's yeah. the complete spectrum of people, yeah, yeah. like it's everyday just people. people just running a half marathon. It's pretty badass. That is cool. How far is a half
1: marathon? I
0: don't even know. Uh, no, yeah, it's like, uh, so a full marathon is 20 something miles, so it's it'd be nice. like, it's like. 22k or something is a half marathon? Holy Something smokes. like that? Dude, it's not a short run.
1: No, no. It's
0: not a short run. So it's really impressive like just random people do
1: it like an average joe kind of going out and doing that that one would of, be wild
0: one of these years i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go. do it one of these years i don't
1: think you will make it past 10k oh I'll, I'll make it <laughs> oh i'll
0: make it I won't be able but, to walk for 2 weeks yeah, but i'll so make so it
1: your knees ankles your back's all going to be a little sore after that one
0: shins are going to be exploding yeah, yeah. i got shin splints so bad but yeah that's cool that's
1: that was cool. cool they you're talking about this like an average joe ran, running this we were talking about this think like, a long time ago it'd be funny to watch in the olympics having an average guy average person race against these top guys top people from ever, around the world Did in you ever watch sports. Pros
0: versus Joes back in the day?
1: I remember like a little bit of yeah. it. Yeah, and that was kind of what it was, right?
0: Yeah, it's pro like they had a professional athlete against a regular Joe doing like they'd like Terrell Owens on doing football drills and someone had to like do the same thing. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It's
1: pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Really I,
0: I would gonna, love to play golf with Rory McIlroy
1: just to see how bad we yeah. really are. <laughs> yeah. Play the
0: same course and play match play or something. Oh, i would be
1: so bad if I had to play against him. <laughs> yes, yes, it would. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask the the series thing. You said it's like they're giving back to Vancouver. Are they from Vancouver? The Lemon's, yeah, that's it's, where they were born, yeah, it's Vancouver, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't that's really where, realize that's
0: where the headquarters and that's where the business originated. Vancouver, yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, bitchin', home city, home city, hometown. That's why you're, you're the man. You're their star character. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. It's always fun to hang out with different athletes and people, and you meet a lot of cool people. Like,
1: yeah, I love it. That's cool. Then wow. we had we headed to Alberta do some camps. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, two tracks, so four camps to do. George, turn on my mic, guys. Give us a break. Sorry, there we go. So we had a big week of camps, actually. Yeah, it was a really busy week. We had two in Cochrane, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we uh, we drove up to Red Deer on the weekend, had a couple camps up there.
0: Yeah, it was good. We had a good turnout in Cochrane. We actually had a few more than full capacity, so we completely filled that one up. And Red Deer, we had a pretty good turnout as well. So it's fun to do them. We did. I had an Alberta trip last year, and we did some last year. And then this year, we hit up Edmonton, Cochrane, and Red Deer. So yeah, it turns out well. We got really good feedback from it, too. Seems like the kids and riders liked it.
1: Yeah, it sounds pretty cool what They they're like... Um, what they have going over there in Alberta with their tracks and their clubs, I think they're doing a really good job. It sounds like they have their own club series. Close to your mic, James. Close to okay. me. Yeah, I'll just bring it close to me. Their whole club series they have going on, where they have their Friday Night Lights, as they call it, where they bring the four tracks around each other, so there's a north and a south. So the four tracks down south race against each other, and the four tracks up north race against each other. I think that's really cool. Something yeah. different. They race as a team. Yeah. And The Provincial series is pretty big. Like They have their
0: Grand Provincial coming up, and they have hundreds of riders at it. It's pretty cool. Like, no other place
1: in Canada's provincial
0: series really big except Alberta.
1: But yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. To see, they probably have the biggest rider base in all of Canada, right? For province? Probably yeah. probably
0: more than do you think more than B C? Probably more than B C. these days I feel Honestly, like Honestly have no idea. I don't either, but we're just taking
1: random guesses. But yeah, BC's does think so.
0: BC's unfortunately really divided between USA BMX
1: and um southern Canada tracks. Yeah. People don't really realize they can do both, guys.
0: I know. Imagine that. You can yeah, do both. Yeah, you can do both.
1: Everybody <laughs> likes to choose their own, whatever. So.
0: And then just like put the other one down.
1: Cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nope, what we're doing is right. You Does guys don't realize how ridiculous that is. It seems kind of weird. As we're saying it, like if it's Does really. nobody the thought, realize? I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. Just race everything. Who cares? Just, race just everything. Right, BMX is BMX. Is. We're going to have fun and race. BMX is BMX. Who yeah. cares? Speaking of which, after that trip. I was like, I was pretty burnt out for the like the beginning of that trip. We had a good week off, played a lot of golf. Like I'm, I'm talking like we, expert level. We played a golf. lot of golf. We played four <laughs> rounds of golf in three days. That was so much.
0: We were we were noodled by the last last day. wasn't Maybe. even that fun.
1: I wasn't even. I didn't even want to play. the no, last nine last holes.
0: day. We kind of just did it to
1: do it. As soon as I started messing up, I just scrapped the round. Didn't care. Yeah, yeah.
0: But in that case, we like, played some. I'm, sorry to interrupt, but we yeah. played some good golf.
1: We played some great golf. Everybody that hates us talking about golf, you guys, screw you. We played great golf.
0: We played really good golf. I mean, my putting was horrific. It was terrible. I don't know what happened because I played, I literally played so well. I just, I just, I had the putting yips. It was brutal. It was so frustrating. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. But you know what? Overall, we we played excellent golf.
1: Yeah. But that was, it was a good little vacay and I feel refreshed to get back on the bike now, which is kind of good. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was a lot of fun.
0: Before we get into Lauren, we had a social media check-in. The Sylvan social media check-in.
1: Yeah. This one's a little different. This one was one uh, from the, one of our friends, actually, who was at the camp in uh, Red Deer. He was talking to me on social media, on Instagram. He was asking me what the best way to get noticed to get sponsored was. And I kind of had to think about that one. I was pretty curious. Like, I thought it was a really good question. Talk these close days, talk closer to your mic, please. These days as a kid. Not a boy. Okay, there you go. Does what move? is the best way to get sponsored? <laughs> it's fine, Terry. Okay, it's fine.
0: The best way to get sponsored. Good question. I think instantly the best way to get noticed is just to do well at the races pretty plain and simple
1: yeah yeah that's what i kind of told him like i feel like there's a few different ways i guess to get noticed my one of my ways was yeah like the top guys at the races at the track the fast guys are always going to get noticed by people right that's pretty common i find nowadays if you're a good ambassador for the sport somebody that helps out who knows how to ride well can coach the kids they're always going to get you're going to get noticed as well too and then once you start getting older too it seems like these days the social media presence is pretty key yeah so even if you're let's say, not the fastest guy out there, uh, maybe not even, not even the most stylish, who knows, but you're a good person on social media. You have a good presence. I think that's big for sponsors nowadays as well.
0: Huge. Like, yeah. I would say um, just doing well at the races, purely like if you're killing it you're winning, you're going to get noticed. Pretty plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as social media presence and just overall likability, I think. And you got to be interesting. Like for instance, if you're just killing it and you don't do really social media, it's not it gonna matter as much because you're just winning everything. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get noticed regardless. Yeah. If you're not winning everything, because realistically there's only like one or two or three guys that do that, yeah, you gotta be interesting. You gotta be personable to people. You gotta be good on social media, have a good following. You just have a,
1: you know, a complete overall package. Yeah, I think it's it's very different for the kids versus us these days. Let's be real, a younger kid, they don't need to be on social media much. They're not gonna have a huge presence on there because. At the end of the day, they don't. are a kid. They're still a kid. Once we get older, that's part of our job. I feel like. I but agree. It, as oh, a kid, ahead. yeah, I think it's just it kind of, kind of it comes down to those two things. Yeah, winning races, being that top guy, or just being a very yeah likable person around the track. Somebody a company wants to support.
0: I agree, except I think it's somewhat changing with social media now because kids are getting it so young. Like it's kind of weird when we were amateur, it wasn't even a thing.
1: We didn't have such. We didn't there was even, no such thing. It wasn't until after high school that I got I got Instagram.
0: It's kind of funny. We literally didn't even have it.
1: No. No, never.
0: And it just exploded nowadays. It's crazy. Like, you look at some amateurs, they got pretty good followings.
1: Yeah. No, they really do. Some of them are crazy. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot. So, Um,
0: I'd say results, but besides results, you have to be unique. Like, be interesting. Like, post interesting stuff or be personal with people and just be a good overall ambassador for the sport. Because results are really, of course, important. um, But it's a complete package to, to represent a brand. They don't just look at results a lot of the time. You have to be marketable personal with people, have a good following, and just kind of like overall um, encompass all those things.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And there's like, when I was kind of starting to think about it too, it's like, I'm sure these brands, they want something in return. Obviously, they're providing you with support, whether that be product or financial support, whatever it is, they want something in return. So whether you're being a good ambassador, that likable person at the track, you're being unique, or if you're getting your name out there from winning races, they want that in return. So I think there's a few different ways that you can provide that kind of uh, I don't know what would you call that like give back to yeah the, the yeah, yeah yeah provide
0: the I don't want to say service but like kind of as a service in a way
1: yeah yeah what you can do for them and yeah. what they can do for you yeah, yeah. it's a so, partnership a partnership exactly yeah, yeah. and I, I really find it tough like as it, it's different for a younger kids because like, yeah it's harder for them to promote the product or sure. sponsor or not. Sure. but at the end of the day you can still be that that guy who a good has a good presence at the track the races the practice nights. Um, helping the little kids out, whatever it is. Yeah, you can put yourself in a good spotlight that sponsors are gonna really like.
0: And besides that, like it seems like a lot of time nowadays too, I hear kids all the time like, oh, I want to get on this team next year. Or parents like, oh, I want to get so and so, I want to get them on this team this year. Who cares, just just race. Like if you do well and you're likable and do all the things we just said, Mm -hmm. you're gonna get noticed. But the main goal should not be to get sponsored people. The main goal should be to, first of all, love the sport, because it's a fucking awesome sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and just do it because you love it and focus on getting better. All that stuff's going to come. No top rider or athlete went into the sport thing. oh, I want to get sponsored. No. They just did it because they loved it and were passionate about it. And th- those things came. Yeah. Who cares about being on a team? Literally, I think if you have to, um, if you're losing money going on a team and like, what's the point?
1: Yeah, yeah. Just race. Yeah, I told them that you got to view it as a privilege. Right? Yeah. At the end of the day, you're not trying to ride because you want to get sponsored. You want to ride to be, be successful for yourself, and the privilege is if you start to do well and you start to get noticed by these companies, and they see that you're a good ambassador, then you can get sponsored, and maybe they'll approach you. But before that, yeah, you gotta view it as just—it's a privilege down the road if yeah. you if you do those things.
0: Yeah, I think if you're if you're trying to do it to get sponsored and that's your main goal, I think you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Who cares? If, like, like we said, it'll it'll come with time.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're putting the hard work in to either get yourself better. To be a good, decent person, to track, the races, you're going to get noticed.
0: So parents, less pressure or less talk about going on a certain team. Like, who cares? Just let your kid have fun. Let them race. And that kind of stuff will come and the support will come. Legit yeah. support will come if your kid's good and marketable and really likable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thankfully, some of these big teams, too, they also have development teams. So yeah, it's, yeah. you don't just have to hop into. Uh, Let's say the factory team, right? They have development ways so that if you're a younger rider, you're just starting to progress. Maybe you can get picked up by a development team to start helping you out and then you progress from there. Yep. 100%. 100%. Um, you had a rent? Yeah, this kind of actually leads into the rent. Okay, so whenever you're at a race. His voice perks up with rent. <laughs> whenever you're at a race, okay, whether you're at the team pits or you're like your country pits or whatever it is, there's always a snack table, right? And what always gets left out in the snack table? Open jar of peanut butter, and Nutella, and a knife just laying around with all of that. Fucking
0: no one giving a hell. No. Just shit is everywhere. There's peanut butter all over the jar. There's fucking sticky honey in the cooler. Yep. No one cleans off the knife. Everyone just shoves the knife back in the cooler half covered in Nutella, honey, and peanut butter. <laughs> fucking clean up. The
1: bread's half squished underneath all the waters that are in the cooler. So you pull out a piece of bread and it looks like a triangle.
0: Yeah, it yeah, no one does up the bread and it's like stale and just like shit everywhere.
1: <laughs> the knife is actually falling on the ground, picked up some grass and dirt on the Nutella or the peanut butter, so it's just back on the table. Clean no up clean it. Clean up you slobs. <laughs> clean up. Clean it all up. Alright? We don't wanna see that crap. No, it's crap. It's very un uh, hygienic. Very unhygienic. We like we like to be clean, okay? Gosh. Next time I leave one of these out, I'm gonna get fucking shit on for something. You're gonna make summer. sure you're gonna
0: have to make sure you don't. Yeah, I'm you're gonna, gonna have, have to make sure you don't, don't do that. So <clears throat> Alright, well Love? Let's get to Bear. Let's get to uh yeah, let's get to number twenty one, Bear.
1: Are we live, Terry? We're live. Alright, who we got on the line? Laza Bear. Number twenty one from Australia, the Bear, Lauren Reynolds. How's it going, Laws? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Where are you at?
2: Hey guys. Um, I'm at home in San Diego now.
1: Yeah, you back from Worlds? Honestly, that was a while ago, I guess now.
2: Yeah, I've still been travelling since then. I went back to Australia for only four days or so and then. Uh, on my way back from Australia, I decided to go to Texas for that uh, Houston Pro-Am. So I was home for four days and then I went there for a couple of days and I'm back now and I'm leaving again Thursday for Louisville. So it's kind of been still crazy.
1: Yeah, you sound like you're busy too, huh? Uh, that Pro-Am looked pretty cool. Congrats on the win, by the way. How was the uh, How was the event?
2: Yeah, thanks. It was, um, it was actually way different than what I expected. It was amazing because... I had no idea what I was really getting into. I just looked at the race being on the World's Track next year. It was a brand new...
0: Oh, we lost it for a second. there was
2: some prize money. Like, hell yeah, I'm in. Um, (laughs) But I had no idea that Rockstar was on board and and it was totally run by the... Well, I don't know exactly, but the city and a few other people pretty high up. So it was actually a huge park. Um, It had, like... Uh, one, two really big skate parks like with the bowls and all that crazy stuff. They had mm-hmm. a set of trails. They had a mountain bike track around the whole, uh, the whole park. Which the park is like really big. Um, it had two or three different pump tracks, like different levels, um, different kind of surface. But the whole park, you can you know walk or ride. Like it's it's really well groomed and um, it was unreal. Plus the track, BMX track, which was a big and a small hill. So. Um, and then just like, you know, the actual facility, like the, the staging area, they have like all the VIP offices, like, you know, um, Donovan and, and his people are probably going to be there, you know, working out of there day in, day out. So overall, it was such a cool facility. Um, I really just didn't know it was going to be that big. And then the track was great. Um, it was a night race and it was really fun. So it was good. I'm so glad I went.
0: How is that? Yeah. How is the track? It, it looks like it's fairly basic.
2: It is. Um, there's just a couple of like tight spots down the the third straight, but um, yeah, I, it looked more technical for the guys from what I was watching um, because you guys come out of the first corner with a lot of speed. The first turn's massive, and then it's uh, it's like a a little jump where you kind of like set up jump like your little manual, mm-hmm. and then the first pro double looked like peaky but really short, and then it was like a massive triple into the uh, second corner. And it looked like the guys had to really stretch for that. So it was like a short one and then a really long jump. Um, so that kind of looked somewhat technical for the guys. But overall, really great track. Um, it was a bit of a burn, but maybe that's because I hadn't done anything for two weeks.
0: <laughs> that's,
2: but, uh,
0: yeah, facility looks really nice.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was really good. How is it? So at, I think next year would be good.
0: How was it to go back home after the Worlds?
2: Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, I don't get to get back there too often anymore, just the schedule's so busy. So I just went to my sister's house um, and she just recently had a third um, little baby boy. So I got to meet um, him, his name's Onyx, um, and then uh, saw the other two as well. So I just spent a couple of days with my sister and uh, we just did nothing. We just drank coffee and the boys stayed off school and we just sort of caught up. So. Um, really relaxing. It was winter so it was nice and cold and yeah it was great. I, uh, I stopped in Melbourne on the way home to see the Puma guys and I went to a uh, netball event there so that was really fun and stocked up the wardrobe um, but, with Puma swag so that was fun.
1: That whole Puma deal you have seems awesome. When did you, when did you get connected with them?
2: That was just earlier this year. Um, yeah it just kind of all worked out and the guy who helps me um, back in Australia had the connection and it all just lined up so yeah it was really awesome
1: that's awesome the clothing deal you guys have like you with Puma Tori with Lulu I'm so jealous those are like two amazing brands (laughs) Palm Dog you need a a clothing deal I need a clothing deal guys
2: Everybody,
1: need to take that shirt off a little more palmy stick that little booty out tighten her up yeah I need to do a few more pushes tighten her up less carbs less carbs Um,
0: so Laz it, it seems like in racing like especially this year I say the last two years like You've really like you've always been obviously a top elite woman who can get on the podium and stuff, but it seems like you really improved, um, especially your starts. Like, and we had Sam on the podcast a couple of times, and he talked about he works a lot on start technique and stuff. Has he helped you quite a bit with that?
2: Yeah, he definitely has. Um, I've worked with Sam for a couple of years now. Um, it was crazy. Pretty much the week of his accident um, was sort of when we first like, hey, you want to do this? Like, let's help each other. Well, uh, let's be real. I wasn't going to help him. He was going to help me, but. Um, Yeah, so it's been really, really awesome, and I've worked with Elise, like, as training partners for years now, Um, so it just all lined up, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, things are going well, it's just still, you know, the sport is tough, and it's getting harder, and um, I, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's always so close yet so far from, you know, getting the results you want, Um, and everybody has, you know, high expectations and standards, so it's, you know, still, like, left let down is somewhat um, from, you know, time to time, but I think overall, like, I'm a much more competitive writer and I think I'm getting a lot more consistent and producing uh, more to my, like, what I'm capable of, so, you know, I just have to keep working on it, but I think overall, um, I, you know, I'm really confident for good things to come still, and, um, and I think the most important thing is I'm loving it more than ever, so I still have tons of motivation to want to race these world cups and world championships and get to next year's olympics and things like that so um yeah just got to keep going but certainly feel more competitive out there so that's a nice feeling what
0: what do you think you've gotten better at like specifically anything specific you worked on
2: we definitely work on my starts and my starting strength so i think overall i've gotten stronger just my whole physical strength and in the gym and. and yeah and on the bike but obviously just trying to get that base strength up which will hopefully get this rig moving a bit quicker <laughs> so that's ultimately what we were trying to do and definitely seen some really great numbers and times like drop over the past 12 months in particular so it's really fun and, and it's challenging to see like you know every day we sort of we're really looking for that little bit every day and uh, I mean, isn't everybody? But I yeah. have seen some really big um, gains, so it's it's exciting. And I just, yeah, I'm looking for that that race where it really all comes together. So I yeah.
0: think I think it's coming, Laz. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Taz. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate now, it.
1: You've always been. I think you've always been starting with great track speed already. And then, yeah, it seemed like your starts at Worlds. I only saw a couple races. Obviously, it was racing too, but it looked like you were popping some good ones off. Yeah, you were looking really good, Laz.
2: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you're it. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: Um, I was kind of, uh, where were we here? Oh, yeah. Being like one of the, the older riders now, I feel like, in the sport, you've been, I, I consider you one of the, the OGs, because I didn't know you back then, Laws, but you were still, like, getting good results when you were even a junior, and now you're, obviously, one of the older elites, still there. Uh, what do you still want to accomplish at the World Cups, or just in general, in the sport?
2: Um, I, I want to make the Olympics next year, uh, and represent Australia. That's weird. Um, yeah, that's strange, so... At the end of the day, everything in between that is like it's a goal, but um, the criteria for us in particular, I think, is really strict. And um, so, you know, to get there, I think I'm going to achieve my goals. Um, And that is to be, like I said before, being more competitive on the world stage. So I love racing here in the US. Um, I, you know, I have really great friends around me, which is like, you know, just a nice feeling to be able to compete, but also have some some good people around you. Being away from home, um, so they somewhat feel like family. And so I I've, I love being over here and racing all of these events. And you know, there's some good prize money up. There's plenty of Supercross races, um, but those World Cups. Are, there's just something about them, and I think you guys would all agree with me that to be on the podium at a World Cup is just such a great feeling. Um, I haven't won one. I've um, but I have had a few podiums and. It just feels so rewarding when you get that. And I think just, you know, the level is high. So to get a few more of them, um, obviously, I'm going to say I want to win. But just with where racing is right now, and I think with the women's class as well, it's like a top three is a top three. and I think that's a really great result. And to me, that'd probably feel like a win um, where I am right now. So uh yeah and then a world championship is you know i think it's still the same but there's just that bit more prestige on that race as well so um but we've got next year being in houston uh it's kind of home over here i guess home away from home so i i'm really looking forward to that race and um and obviously everything in between but yeah a few more world cup podiums grab some wins that would be that would be really nice
0: oh world cup podiums what a feeling
2: you know how it is, Tori. Oh,
0: just, just the best. <laughs> You've had a few. It's the best, yeah. You feel. I think also because not only is, I mean, the whole BMX world there and they're just so stacked and they're, they're just so mentally and physically exhausting and there's such a buildup with tapering training and just the whole weekends are so exhausting. Just to stand on one at the end of all that, it's just like you just feel so accomplished.
2: Yeah, I think it's the big days. Yeah, um, I agree. I remember yeah. like I kind of, I somewhat miss the time trials as well. But Amen. even I remember back in those days, like, yeah, yeah, you killed it there. But I was so young, but it was just like, it was so daunting, but special, so fun. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think just the big days and even now with the format of like single elimination, like it's cutthroat from the very start of the day. So it's like, you have to come into that day so ready. Um, otherwise you're not going to make it like you're going to drop out right away. And it's just that. That pressure and that, you know, it's just so challenging. Uh, it's so it's more challenging than anything else. And I think just that, you know, when I finish a World Cup day, I'm so mentally exhausted, oh, like yeah. maybe more than physically. <laughs> for you know, sure. It's yeah.
1: Like,
2: yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta it's be just high, so
1: high strung the entire day. You gotta for be so sure. mentally focused for hours on end. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's just yeah. like, it's just constant. Like you're just, okay, nervous, nervous. Oh, relief. I made it. Nervous, <laughs> <Yeah>. nervous, like <laughs> yeah. relief. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like, okay quarters come up this one's a fucking heater and then, like, <laughs> and, then, and then you make it and you have like a quick two minutes of like okay i made it and yeah, then you're like yeah. okay semis in like 15 minutes <laughs> get ready
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and some of them if the draw is a little off you've got like um i know you guys can talk about this but with the at one eighth or a quarter final like it's kind of early in the day because obviously we all want to get to the final but sometimes the draw is like Oh my god, this is the main event right now. I need to go. Yeah, and it's, it's only like
0: your quarterfinal, you know. Yeah, there's, there's so. You got to be so switched on from the get go. You mm-hmm. got to be so like at least in the when you race in like USA BMX, we have so much downtime between motos, and you can kind of detach a bit and relax or like, yeah,
2: it's so different like yeah.
0: motors are still tough but they're not as gnarly no. and then you yeah. go to the world cups so it's just like okay practice day one and then we're just gonna floor it for two days in a row <laughs> yeah
1: totally it seems like these days too like you maybe get one round at the beginning that's okay not too hard and then as just, soon as you get past the first qualifying round it seems like it's cut through just yeah, yeah. but back then Absolutely. it didn't seem that bad but these days it just seems like everybody's on edge right from the get-go
0: yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So like stepping back a bit, obviously
0: you grew up in Australia and Australia is a powerful nation in BMX, like was it a good country you think to grow up in in racing BMX like just have a good national series or kind of like club system there where where BMX is pretty big?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, I spent like all of my childhood racing in Australia. Um I started just at my local club. Um and I was probably 14, 15 when I started doing the National Series. But the, that was – and it was sort of a new series as well. The UCI had come into things. And um, it was when I was – what was it? 2003 is when the Olympics were announced. So sort of from then on, which I was 12 then. So that's when it really picked up, I think. Um, I don't know much before then because I just don't remember. But I definitely raced all the, the National Series in Australia. And um, it was – it was challenging, like, it was myself and Caroline, we were a year different, but we still seemed to match up, um, come, like, junior elite, senior elite, um, there was a young, uh, another, she was my age, Rachel Bracken, um, so she's not around yeah. anymore, I remember yeah, yeah. Uh, Melinda McLeod, um, and then Nicole Callister, she went to Beijing Olympics, so yep. she was still around, and we had a really good, um, a really good race and yeah we, we went all over Australia really um so that was really great and then we had the Sleeman um Supercross facility open up so by then I was living on the Gold Coast um and training with Wade full time and um that was prior to the London Olympics so yeah I think it was you know I wouldn't change a thing um in terms of where I did all my competition I came over here uh 2013 and I love being here now, and but I think you know just the Australian, how we are as as sports people, like very passionate. Um, you know, it's it's a hundred percent all to, all the time. So um, you know, we we had really great people to train with. Um, we had some pretty good programs. Like I've been a part of the Australian program um, since two thousand and eight. Um, so we've been like you know very, I would say like a pro- trying to raise us as a professional athlete since then and, um, you know, traveling and doing the World Cups at that age when I was a junior. So it's sort of like I went straight into it pretty quick and, and I've been, like, head down, bum up since then just doing all the, um, you know, all the international stuff. and uh, Yeah, so I think, I think Australia has a really great program. Now it's, it's harder than ever to be a part of. It's very strict. The criteria is tight um the expectations are very high and uh but at at the end of the day at this level you need that um Mm -hmm. so we're still working on like the development i think of um of the younger kids coming through and having like better pathways so i know there's a lot of work going into that um but i i think there's still a bit we can uh, tighten up there as well
1: yeah it seems like australia's been a country that Since, like, when I can remember, they've always had two or three top elite women, elite guys battling for the spots. so it seems like it just raises the level up in your country at the top there.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think both the 2012 and 2016 Olympics, we had top two men and women, um, at least, I think, like, for the nation rankings, so I think as a whole we've done really well. Um, Sam was our only medalist, Mm -hmm. and I think... Obviously, the guys got really close last time around, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a uh, it's tough. But it's uh, you know the Aussie pride and the Aussie spirit is uh, is pretty awesome. So yeah,
1: that's cool. You're saying you heard, like were what twelve when the Olympics were kind of announced for BMX. Me and Tara were talking the other day. Were you one of those riders who, when the Olympics were announced, you basically said, "I want to be a BMX racer in the Olympics"? That's what you want to do.
2: Oh, totally. It was. I was at the. 2003 World Championships, which was in Perth, so my home um, city. I was 12. I won. So that was my only World Championship. Awesome. Um, That's cool, yeah. And then they announced it at that race, and it was like the big talk, and all the pros and elites like Wade was riding, uh, Warwick was riding, Luke Medill was like the star, Kaylin Young was there, like, you know, just the Aussies. They were, and I remember Carl Ben actually, because I think he won that year. So that was like my very first race where I was like, "Oh my god, who are these people?" And um, it was so it was really cool. And obviously, I was a young girl and just like, "I'm gonna go to the next Olympics for sure." So uh, that was that was it. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I almost feel left out, Tori, because like I was never one of those riders who knew about BMX and Olympics and said that's what I wanted to do. I was always just like progressing in BMX, having fun, and then eventually I got to a point where I said, "I just wanted to be fast." And then it kind of just turned into okay. Now I want to do really well at the World Cups, and now I want to be like I want to go to the Olympics for events. That's the best thing, moment. though. <laughs> no, I don't think it is either. But it's definitely just different. Right? I, I was yeah. kind of like that too, though. Like
0: I grew up playing hockey and stuff, and I wanted to be a pro hockey player when I was older. I didn't even know you could be pro in BMX or whatever. I think when the Olympics yeah. when the Olympics got announced, like I thought well, yeah, one day I'd love to go for BMX. That'd be so cool. But I was still playing so many other sports that like I didn't. I don't know. I didn't like. I guess idolize it as much. Probably. I I love BMX, of course, but Mm -hmm. I didn't, yeah, I just, I think I did other sports, too, so I didn't, like, I don't know, yeah. How old,
2: Tori, how old were you when you, like, made the decision from, like, I'm going to stop every other sport or hockey, and I'm going to go BMX 100%? Uh,
0: 18, like, I still played. that's
2: pretty old for, like, that decision. I still
0: played hockey full-time, like, until I was 18 at a pretty high level, and then, I played lacrosse also until I was 16, so I guess, yeah, my second year junior was when I stopped other sports and just focused on BMX, yeah. Yeah, right. That's cool. Do you think you should have specialized more? Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck no. Like, if parents are listening, let your kid play a variety of sports. They become such a better athlete, I think, and experience so many different things when they're playing other sports. Of course, you need to specialize when you're older, but I don't know. As kids, I think it's good to play other sports.
1: Yeah,
2: I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's a good good to do like a team sport in particular. Oh for sure. For sure. We're individuals and we're already pretty selfish, but like it's very cool I think to have some kind of experience in a team sport because they are very, very different, I think. I think I'm I'm an only child, I don't like
1: other people, screw them.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I think I like team sports better. Really? yeah honestly i like team sports better than individual sports i think yeah just because the camaraderie of when you have success together as a team is, is un- cool. it's unbelievable yeah. yeah
1: you get so much more hype that's oh my god know.
0: dude it's so much fun like i would do anything for
1: my teammates yeah, i yeah. i love being part of a team yeah no doubt
0: like I, I honestly i think i do like it better than an individual sport
1: i think that's cool yeah. uh, that like like we have a few like let's say smaller teammates i know it's not the same but teammates within BMX like laws you have uh, you train with the least all the time you have anthony sam like you guys are like a team and when one of you guys do do well or you do well, you can all be happy for each other. That's kind of like the same kind of hype. You and we kind of
0: have that too, like our NASH team. Like me, you, Alex, we travel and stuff. We all hang out. We get if excited. One, yeah. If could,
1: one of us does well, we get hyped for the other yeah, one. Yeah. Like
0: I love that. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I really like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: So after you won, obviously, in Australia, like <clears throat> well, as a kid, when did you, did you start traveling to Worlds after that?
2: Uh, 2007 was my, after 2003 when I was 12, Canada. I didn't, tra- oh. yeah, I didn't travel again to Canada and that was when it, it all started, like I was, that was it, I was all in, I was with the Australian team and yeah, every year from then.
0: Oh, that's cool, it's so, a hell of a country yeah. to go to, isn't it? Hell of a country. Hell of a country. It was a hell of a country, yeah. hell of a country. I remember
2: the, um, we went to the donut shop, um,
0: Tim Hortons, that's the one. <laughs> yep. uh, everyone That's go- the one. Everyone yeah, everyone goes. Everyone goes to Tim Hortons in yeah. Canada. Yeah. So
2: yeah, it was yeah. I would love to get back there sometime.
1: Yeah, that track there was one of the best world oh, so like, good. tracks, and I, everyone was old enough to like race it properly. Oh. I was even a little kid, but yeah.
0: yeah. So good. Like, well, we had we had Kaylin on. We obviously watched Kaylin and Kyle that video. Oh yeah, like, yeah the that ra- was awesome. The racing mm-hmm. was so good. The, all the elite finals and amateur finals were really exciting. That track was just all around so good. Like big, wide open, super tech.
1: Yeah. Yep, Uh, I agree. Bring it back, huh? Bring it back, please. That'd be awesome. When did you uh, When did you move to the US, Laws, and how did that all come about? Because you've been living there for like a good handful of years now, right?
2: Yeah. Um. It's 2013. Um. So I did London, and then I was like, I didn't do very well, and I was, I don't know. I just feel like I had jumped into the scene really quick, but not really with a plan. Um. I never really planned to, like, oh, I want to go to America and do the American dream, but I, that was just because of lack of knowledge, I didn't really know how it worked out, that it was really possible, um, and then I changed coach to Sean Dwight, um, like, mid-2013-ish, um, I just wanted to change, like, I had worked really close with Wade and the program for years, and I just wanted to try something else, like, I had nothing to lose, um, and I just traveled a lot. I went to Europe. I stayed with Vilma um, in the south of France for a couple of months. I think you were over there, Tori. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, we were riding there a lot and just doing the European races, and I got flogged. Like, <laughs> I just could not keep up with those girls. I was getting, like, blasted in every corner, and it was just such a big wake-up. Like, wow, this racing is so different. These girls, like, do not hold back um but it was really really good i i loved it and then i um i sort of did my own thing for a few months there which was that was all part of it uh and then i had my best world championships i got silver in new zealand um and then yeah and then i was like all right i'm gonna the whole deal was working with sean was like you're gonna train with elise um so you guys will be training partners i want to i want you to come to chula vista we have access to the training center here um so just, yeah, pack your bags, come over, and we'll see how it goes. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so, yeah, just, I stayed with a friend for a couple of weeks, and then I moved into another place and kind of just, like, set up home a little bit, got a car over here. And I did my ACL, actually, like two months in. So I went back home for about six months and had um, knee surgery and recovered from that. But that was pretty much when it started, um, and then I... S-squared, John Sawyer, S-squared bicycles, um...
0: Answer BMX, get yours today. Answer BMX, get your S-squared bicycles today, come in a variety of different colors.
2: (laughs) Wow, you guys are a natural. That was perfect. Um, I hope John's listening. Uh, yeah, so he was on board, he sort of just, yeah, allowed order to really happen, and to be over here, and to live over here, and then, yeah, it's just, that's kind of... I didn't really have a plan, I didn't know how long I would stay for, um... It was just, I just had no expectations. I was just like, I want to change. I want to race more. Um, like, and that's what it was. So, and yeah, just, I've been training with Elise ever since. And here we are. Was, Six years, I think, later.
0: Was there something like when you first came over to the US, was there something you struggled with, like racing, life or whatever? Like, was there anything really difficult to kind of get used to?
2: Um, I was eating too much food because I love food and american portion sizes are huge Amen. uh yeah so there was that and then it was just like the flat hills of aba racing um that's tough, i got yeah. smoked for the first year at least maybe two years um but i've really like ha- you know i have a liking to it now of the smaller flatter tracks i i'm um, supercross is definitely my favorite um but i really do enjoy like the grands and those really flat like rockford kind of tracks where you can just the track you don't have to worry about the track being technical and like getting through it you know you just have to be aggressive and race and that's like i've really taken a liking to that now um so i i really enjoy racing those those types of tracks over here um but at first that was probably the biggest challenge like i didn't know what i was doing i felt like i was going backwards and i was racing like brooke and elise and all these girls who are like tiny versus me, I feel like a monster. And then and they're just like pedaling straight past me like I'm standing still. And so, you know, it doesn't happen so much now, but it did. And that was probably the biggest difference of Australian racing, European racing versus USA racing.
1: Since like since you worked with Sam and he was always a big guy of trying new gear combos and bike stuff, have you changed anything for those smaller hills these days?
2: Um, well, I've changed everything, but it's not necessarily for the smaller hills. So I don't, I really stick to the same gearing like all year round, depending on, it's yeah, very rare. I'll change it, um, purely for like super cross performance and those bigger races, like if need be, but I wouldn't change it for a race or a track. I would just change it because I've either gotten stronger or weaker, one of the two (laughs) and, um, just adapting to that, but. Um, I I used to back in the day, like prior to working with Sam, I tried a few things, um, I definitely dropped my gearing and put some long cranks on to start with but just to try to get moving but um, yeah, not anymore, I just like, I have my setup and, and that's it, I just adapt to the track.
0: I feel like often too, like you can change setups and stuff but generally if you, it, it's hard to like, it's hard to go to the track and just test setups because Depends what you're doing for training at that point in time and all that. Like I feel like any of us it could can, any of us could yeah. change a setup and run something and then get faster with it and then we'd run something we used to run and be slower with it. It's mm-hmm. hard to yeah, really there's know. There's a lot of factors that you have yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to like really to know it's hard to really know what you're truly fast with because if you use something you might be slower with it at the beginning, but then train for it and be faster with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. During those times yeah. during those times, did you ever obviously coming to the US, like you said, it was tough the first couple of years, like was there a time where you felt like you should go home or were you like no nah, I'm here I'm sticking this out even though it's tough?
2: Um I had two like somewhat major injuries which forced me to go home because like insurance and just all of that stuff. So my when I did my ACL I had to have surgery. So that was like a I didn't even want to go home. Like I was I just this I had created my little routine. I'm a very I would say I'm a homebody, and I like once I have my comfort zone and my little bubble, like that's kind of it. I find a routine, and and like when I go outside of my routine, I do panic a little bit. So I had that was my first major injury. Like I had I hadn't broken anything, and then I got the phone call, um, and I was just here by myself, and I got the call to say, "Hey, your MRI results. You've torn your ACL and your meniscus. You." are gonna be out for about nine months, you need to have surgery, this and that. And like I cried like on the phone to this strange random doctor. Like, what? Like I just hadn't didn't know anything, so um, you know, like I had no choice but to go home. Um but in saying that I do love to go home, don't get me wrong. But I just had created a little routine here and and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna race these races and I'm gonna get better and work my way to the top and like I had a plan but then plan changed so um but besides that oh and then sorry i did my supercross world cup chula vista 2014 or 15 i think it was 14 i crashed in the final over the first jump and i broke my scapula in my back like Yuck. shoulder. Oh wow! yeah so that was like yeah that hurt so much and i i didn't know i'd broken it because i kept training and i was like crying and i was like ah this hurts so much what's going on and like I just was so stubborn, like, I'm not, not going to train. I'm not missing a session. Like, if Elise is training, I'm training. Like, And then I finally got um, an X-ray or MRI, and those results weren't great. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to take some time off. So I, I went home again. Um, but other than that, like, I, I have my working visas over here. I've just been accepted for my green card. Um, I have, yeah, a pretty happy life over here now. Um, and I don't really, you know, I don't know where I'll end up, but as of right now, I, I still am just so in the, the race scene of, like, I want to achieve this and that and be better. And I, seeing me go home, I don't see that, like, my uh, goals being achieved. So I, I'll, I'm sure I'll end up back there later in life for sure. But, um, yeah, I haven't really had any, like, times where, like, I think, I just need to go home and be in Australia. I miss my family, but um, yeah, I'm really happy here in, in San Diego. When
0: did you when did you get on uh, answering square with John? Did you, did you get on it pretty quick when you came over?
2: Uh, yeah, I went to the well, I went to the Grands in 2012. Um, so after the Olympics, just like that was my very first time of doing a race here. So I hadn't moved here, I hadn't, I wasn't being coached over here and like that. And I went there and I met him at the Grands. And he was like so drunk and we just chatted and, and he was like, yeah, he just calls me Roo, like kangaroo. So he's just like, you're the Aussie Roo. And he's like, yeah, I like you. Let's, let's do this. So that was really easy, really simple. And, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. He's, um, he's helped me so much. So I'm very, very grateful for, for John and everything he's done for me.
0: Seven years. Wow.
2: Yeah. So sorry to answer your question. I don't know. Seven years. Yeah. Long time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, he must have helped you a ton just knowing you have the support from yeah. like a big company like Answer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No, he's such a he's a good guy. He's like family. So, um, yeah, I I'm sure I'll be uh, yeah be running with working with them for for the rest of my career. Hopefully, yeah.
1: Yep, so you're kind of like the star brand like you're the brand the girl of answer bmx it's pretty cool
2: <laughs> so something like that i'll take that she's yeah. blushing right now yeah, i am <laughs> we're I'm making her nervous <laughs> i'm already nervous about these guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> what well, the last thing we kind of want to i was just kind of curious what it's like having elise the training partner as in you guys are two riders that are at the top and she's been very <laughs> successful as well as your career is it has it been like a good relationship with you guys training together for so many years? She's, she's, yeah, I, just, I don't think she's listening, so you can just light her up if you want. Yeah, just light oh, her up. Perfect.
2: I'll okay. rip into her. <laughs> I her. I tell her how I feel every day, anyway. But uh, uh, no, it's really good. Um, I mean, she's she's the she's the champ, so she's like, I. It sucks to get beaten every day. I won't lie to you. Um, like on a serious note, like it really is. Um, mm. uh, it's hard. Like yeah. she, her standards are. Uh, when it comes to her athleticism and her daily training is very, very high. And I don't know, I don't, I don't believe many people know like that side of Elise. They see her at competitions and you know, she's a fun, very talkative kind of chick. So, but when it comes to training, she works really hard. Um, She like, she's looking for every little bit. She won't, she won't quit. And, 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 she's the kind of girl who she can just jump out of the car and like not even warm up and then just bang off some PBs. And it's like, where did that just come from? So it doesn't really matter what she does. She doesn't have many bad days. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I'm constantly competing against her in, in training every day, but, and it sucks when I, you know, like every single gate start, like she's got a faster timer than me or she's a little bit ahead of me or whatever it is. But, um, I've learnt to take that as like obviously a positive, and that's gonna continue to make me a better athlete and have a higher standard and push a little bit more. So, um, but we have some really great great training sessions together, and we push each other a lot. And, um, yeah, a lot of our track work is is uh, is all together, and um, yeah, we work really hard together. We push each other. She's a really great friend away from BMX um, I was in a wedding and, and I've celebrated some pretty cool uh, moments in her life and uh, yeah so it's special it's like we have a we have a, a really good relationship and but yeah training wise it's you know she is the best and and she's the benchmark essentially so I just chipping away and I'm trying to just I have to constantly remind myself to for me and my times and my what. It, and um and not get too caught up in like oh shit i you know didn't win that day um but yeah and i'm sure you guys have probably had these kinds of situations before with training Mm -hmm. partners and whatnot but like it's all you know you just have to take it with a grain of salt and yeah and just continue to work hard and and use use each other to make you better and like you know we we are like a team like you said earlier like we have that camaraderie where we can celebrate but it's still very you know it's individual sport we all we're all a little bit selfish and want to win and want to be better and achieve you know what we can so it's there is a fine line for sure um but we've been working together for a long time so i think we have it figured out
0: yeah Yeah, it's fun when you have a training partner that you train with every day and stuff like you hang out a lot off the track and it's fun like you you go through battle together makes it quite a bit easier than doing it by yourself
2: yeah, I agree. Um, the few times that we are on different schedules, or she's away or I'm away, and and we come back, and I've got a week to like do my own training um, or train by myself, like you notice it. You really, you know, like you miss them, and it's like, dang, it's it's very easy to just like, Ugh, today's not going good. I might just pack it up, like you know. You wouldn't do that if you have your training partner there. Mm. Well, that, I'm just speaking on my behalf. Like, yeah. it's they can they keep you on your toes. You know, always being accountable and. Um, she's she definitely keeps me accountable like on a daily basis like it's if I I don't know if something's not going right like and I just want to walk away like she's not gonna she'll question me before I do it you know like she's not gonna stop me or force me to do anything but she'll always question like why don't you do this you should do that and you know just yeah you're right otherwise if she wasn't there I might just you know you might just be done or you might just avoid that. That tricky rhythm section that you don't like or <laughs> something, you
1: know, like yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I like that honesty though about saying like it is tough sometimes. I know for me, like whenever I race in Canada I was always racing Tory. As soon as I was in Elite and I never yep. wanna race against him and I did at a point get sick and tired of it. Like you just you're trying so hard, you're doing everything to just get yourself better. But sometimes, you know, you have like somebody that's just pushing even more and they're getting better at the same time so it can get frustrating at times.
0: For sure, like in the times I like, mean Connor spent a lot of time training together and you would generally beat me with gates and that kind of stuff and it can get frustrating but you just got to remember that it's practice, it's not the race and I mean you're both there to get better and at the end of the day if you're training someone with someone who's a bit better than you at like one aspect or some, some maybe different things on the track like you can pick up on things and, and it can help raise your level as well even though it, it definitely is frustrating sometimes.
2: Yeah, no I agree and I think uh, with myself and Elise we actually like kind of work well together like her starting strength is, you know, I mean, she's great all round, but her starting strength is the best. She's the best in, in the world to get from the gate to the bottom of the hill, hands down, like time's proved that. And I am not the best, but I would like to say my track speed and my bike skills and stuff is is up there. Mm-hmm. So it's really good match when we can, uh, and I'm not saying she's not good at that, don't get me wrong here, Al, if you're listening, but like we can have <laughs> some really great, we can have some really great, training sessions and like full laps and and whatever we're doing because we can we really like it's sort of her strength and my strength will catch up and we have some great battles and um yeah for the most part we're neck and neck and it, and it works really well so i think that's i'm gonna help her she's gonna help me and i think we can both agree on that and and it keeps it fun
1: yeah you got a quick shots yeah we we'll do move it? on to the uh the quick shot question segment i nailed it
0: are you familiar with the quick shots laws mm, yes wow no she's not she doesn't listen to the show <laughs> yes the... i do laws what the fuck you don't listen to the show i do i promise what are the quick shots then laws
2: <laughs> you're gonna give me 30 seconds to so
0: that's incorrect hey. she took a guess so it was close <laughs> <laughs> oh my god laws i love you guys yeah, yeah no, no, no don't,
2: guys. don't
0: don't patronize me don't try and butter us up um so basically we just get questions from fans and stuff on social media so we'll just say the Uh-oh. question from the fans and then just like yeah it's just basically a quick response like you can yeah we have we've had some people like do it long some people do it short but generally just try and make them like what the first basically first thing you think of like quick answer
1: I don't know who this T 949 49 douchebag was that asked the first question, but he asked, "Does she like golf?"
2: <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, I've been to the driving range. I don't. I think this is meant to be quick. I do, but I was just saying to Ryan yesterday, let's go and like play around a round of golf because I've never done it and I really want to.
0: It's really so, fun. It's really fun. Yeah,
2: and I think seeing you guys every single day posting about golf i'm like i think i need to try this sport
0: it's on, it's honestly for like uh like mental training it's it's probably one of the best sports to do yeah
2: it might calm me down a little
0: bit yeah it's no, like no it does well here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing like it, it's really calming and therapeutic i find it but also like you you never have the same same shot twice you always have to adapt and find a solution for whatever like lie you have and stuff and it's actually oh yeah it's cool you have to be really creative and like refocus each hole i think it's really good for mental training to be honest all right
2: i'll give it a quick um
0: this one's from at savvy miller when will we go surfing oh, together
2: savvy i miss you um uh, well i'm busy but i maybe on the weekend let's go after louisville deal if you're listening savvy we'll surf after louisville all
1: right all uh, right we'll um. go with, uh, this one's from mad dog bmx Racing. He said, "What are the top three ways a rider can improve their game?"
2: Their game.
1: Um, so they're racing, I'm assuming.
2: Just uh, you need to be an all all-round rider. So I would spend more time on the track, more time on your bike, and which will create confidence and progress, and success will follow. I
0: like that. So I guess we we kind of talked about this. This is from Asusa 380. Why did why did you decide to live in the U.S.
2: Yeah, just to, um, well, I want to become a professional BMX racer and live the dream. I um, Yeah, and to race the, the USA circuit. I think that was very uh, entertaining and inviting as a young rider.
1: Uh, from Mighty2010, how old were you when you knew you wanted to go for go for BMX full-time?
2: Um, like 10 to 12. Yeah, probably when the Olympics were announced, when I was 12, 2003... That's when I was like, okay, this is what I want to do.
0: This one's from uh, at John Sawyer FL. <laughs> oh, oh no. How many be- how many beers can she take in the beer bong? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that has never been tested. But I do like I do like a cold beer, so I reckon uh- I could give you a match. Yeah, I
0: bet I bet Laws could handle herself with the beer bong. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What about the shoeys? That's what we do in Australia. Oh, so yeah. Seriously, I don't
0: know what the fuck is wrong with you Australians. It's disgusting. <laughs> it
2: is disgusting. Like, what is, I agree with you. What
0: is wrong with
1: Australia? It is so funny that I've seen somebody celebrate with a shooie on the podium. It's awesome. It's disgusting. What What is wrong with you It people? is
2: disgusting. I don't know why we do it. I don't know what's wrong with us, Tori. I don't what, know.
1: Weird. If, yeah. I, if I win a World Cup, I'm doing a shoey. That's the uh, <laughs> deal. I've, if I've, you
2: win a World Cup, well, I'm doing a shoe-y with you. Hell yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> except,
0: except nowadays, they don't get po- uh, champagne on the podium anymore, which is ridiculous. Oh uh, yeah. Somebody's why gonna is have that? Um, I asked Yvonne in Paris and he said it was because like Laura and some people, apparently he mentioned Laura. So Laura, we're calling you out. This is true. But apparently he said some people don't want it because they don't want to get their like shoes wet if it's two days of racing, which is the lamest excuse I've ever heard.
2: If you're winning World Cups and you're, Spraying champagne showers, I expect you to have at least two pairs of shoes.
0: It's literally (laughs) one of the coolest things about being on the World Cup podium is spraying the champagne. That's literally one of the best parts. Like that
2: photo of Sylvian at the China race, like, oh, that was was hilarious. Yeah. Like, put on him. I love that.
0: Look at every, like, champagne is just iconic on big podiums. Every sport has it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. Uh, This one's from Nico Lopez, 2606. He says, have a kid, so I'm guessing he says, "Are you gonna have kids in the future?"
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna have a little
1: boy and a little girl. I like okay. it. Yeah. Um.
0: Oh, from McLean underscore Matthew, favorite and worst track you went to.
2: Oh. Well, I think my favorite track is the Rio track here at Chula Vista.
0: Um, I saw your post today.
2: Yeah. <sighs> worst track.
0: Let's answer this one too, James. This will be a fun one.
1: go first. No, no, I don't have to think Laz, about
0: this. no, Laz, no, you, okay. you go first. Okay. You're our guest. Take okay. your time. <laughs> no one listens to the show anyway, so take your time. Yeah. You know
2: what was probably like I sucked and and it was just like so difficult was South Africa World Cup 2010.
1: Was that the one with the weird crossover that for was the guys? Really mm, tricky. No, that was 11. Okay. Right, was it he was, he was the
2: one that Sam won. It was Sam's first World uh, Cup win.
0: 2009 nine okay i wasn't there i never saw that Um, one actually
2: Uh, that was was like the first year that they like really raised the bar for the women and like nobody could like we i think everybody pumped the whole track except the first rate
1: yeah all right james so I was gonna say, that was not
2: fun
1: that one in 2011 in south africa was oh, that cool. triple into the first turn as big as it looked it was 45 feet it was huge i remember seeing right. people take it upstairs and it was like they just were hit to the moon
0: still like when people say what's the biggest jump you jump, jumped that, that's the biggest one i think we've jumped on supercross it was really? like 45 feet it was really big it's super tall yeah. yeah you had to go like full gas
1: and just send it yeah yeah uh, my worst track, mine Fav- is
0: favorite and worst. Yeah,
1: favorite and worst. Mm. Favorite to ride, like literally at zero, like cruising speed, is the Beijing track, Chula. Mm. Okay, not to race. Worst, is that a new one? Oh, that I think it's new. I think yeah, they yeah, just I think built it's it. A new one, yeah. yeah, yeah. No one's really taking pictures there. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> my worst track, uh, the old Manchester Supercross indoor. Okay, but the, okay, yeah. That one was crap. I hate it. You
0: should you should have raced it when they had oh this. with
2: the tra- with the removable
1: ramp. I didn't even race that off. one, and it was. Uh, I didn't. didn't like I feel it like
0: either. that track was fine except for the ramp. Yeah, the track yeah, was yeah, yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the worst one was Berlin 2014. That was straight. I, I crap. I didn't even consider that a track. That was straight. Oh, crap. yeah. Straight crap. I remember that. That's yeah. that wasn't a track. We're racing on a skate park. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, that was weird. I, yeah. I really
0: like the Chula Rios 2016 track, but I think racing if we ever raced that track it would have been a little sketchy. So I'll go with Chula London like 2013 14.
2: Yeah, okay. was the best one oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: that was good too. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, next question from Felicia Stansel 23. What do you like more, coffee or kombucha?
2: Oh, that's a great question. That is a um, I'm going to say coffee because I rely on it and I need it. But I am doing a lot more fermenting these days. Um, I've just fermented some pickles yesterday and I enjoyed doing the kombucha a lot. So I really enjoy doing the kombucha, um, but I think – and I, I love drinking it, but – I'm going to say coffee because I really
1: need that. Somebody asked me the other day what kombucha was, and I couldn't really explain it because I don't drink it. How do you, what is kombucha? Fermented tea. Fermented Correct. tea? Correct. Fermented tea, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Laws makes excellent
0: kombucha.
2: Oh, yeah. I used to make you some. Yeah, it
0: was excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you had to go, like, they're both good. I agree. But if you had to go without one, I'd rather go without kombucha. Can you imagine going without coffee? That oh, it would suck. Yeah, life would
1: suck. Yeah. 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 My mornings would not be the same. No, they
0: would not be the same. No, no. At Michi.38, favorite track in Australia?
2: Um, favorite track in Australia? Probably my home track, Bunbury. Uh, I really like that. They built that to try to replicate the South Africa World Champs track. Um, oh. I think the one you guys were just talking about. Which What year was that?
0: No, they had the Worlds in 2010.
2: Okay, so... Yeah, that's it. Was that track that they tried to replicate? Oh, that's cool. It's a little off, but that was sort of their main. They tried to go off that track, yeah. Um, but it's a fun track. Um, and then I think Sleeman, the uh, supercross track in Brisbane.
1: Now, is so, that one as big as it I'm, looks? Pardon? Is Sleeman as big as it looks?
2: It's pretty big. It's a long track. It's really long. Okay. Like it's yeah, your legs will be hurting.
0: I heard that one's really tack.
2: They've changed it a few times, so I haven't ridden it in probably almost two years. But for the most part, I thought it was really good. Um, mm. And I'm really looking forward to seeing and riding Shepparton and Bathurst next year.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, hometown home
2: somewhat country somewhat
0: I'll fancy me on wild for Laws. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Bring it on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got any, got, got any, any more fun questions for Laws, James? I can bring up. Oh, I was I trying got, to think of a fun one. I got
1: some fun ones. I like this one because, you know, it's a debate topic. All right. Would you rather race oh. the final with a missing chainring bolt or a missing stem bolt?
2: Um, Missing stem bolt.
0: Yes, thank you. N- no. Uh, Dude, you're going to shear your...
2: I like to think I'm pretty smooth and I could get away with it, but if you're like... I don't know. Just, 100%.
0: I agree
1: 100%. Oh, yeah.
2: Losing a chain or a... Or a Chain, whatever like snapping all those bolts
1: Mm-mm. okay I, I got one you, too you can still finish a lap okay if you're losing missing a chain you can't finish a lap if your bars are touching your front tire okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to
2: finish the lap if i'm in that position
1: I, I got one so you make a
0: world cup main and then your bike you just hypothetically your bike breaks you got two spare bikes one's got a forty-four one's got a forty-four fifteen. which one do you use
2: i would take the 44 15.
0: pick eight and just let it eat <laughs> would, yeah
2: i'll take eight and i'll just wind up baby
1: I'm a, yeah. I'm a i'm a small gear give me the middle let me just snap dog it cut yeah. somebody off let them push me down the hill but that point I
2: would, actually i would say it depends on the track
1: but that so point
0: yeah that point you're really tired too it's really hard to run a tiny gear when you're tired
2: absolutely
1: i think you I can agree. make the same case that sometimes tired push a big gear it is flashes.
0: but generally i think when you're tired it's easier to push into something than have to really get on top of something
1: That's yeah funny. Yeah okay, I get that too. That's fair too. Got another question? Let's just make these up. Let's make these up. All right, be- <laughs> better better racetrack, uh, Medellin or Papandal? Oh, ah, Love
2: Papandal. Okay. Papindor. You know, I probably should have said that is my favorite. That's like right up there. I think love
0: it's, I think it's great to race, but I don't think it's that fun to ride. I love going there. I love that
2: race. Um, I love racing on that track.
0: If you could take one elite woman out, who would it be? Like if you could put one over a turn. Like Parkin, okay? <gasps> Say Al. Say Al.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say Al for all the time she beats me in training. <laughs> um, I don't really have any rivals, to be honest. Uh, I know.
0: Our you guys want some free. drama Everybody
1: knows that they don't, want to, you know. Have who,
0: James, who would you take out?
1: Um, I could think of some people to take out.
0: Who would I take out? I can't think of who would I take out.
1: Give me someone. Not me, because I would always, I would say you two as a joke, but like, yeah.
0: I don't know who I'd take it Who on. was the last
1: person that cut you off that you really annoyed oh, me? Oh, you know
0: what I didn't like? Rago <laughs> Rashard cross-jumped me in Paris last year on the first jump.
1: Did he? Yeah. Okay, oh,
0: I owe, I owe Mark Horne one. Simon Marcour, if you're listening, he put me over the turn in Oldsmar two years ago for seventh in the main. So I, I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> Really? Yeah. we like, laughed about it after, but I owe him one. <laughs> I owe him one. <laughs>
1: uh. I can't remember the last time I got parked over turn because I feel like if I was either... Well, when I'm in it, I'm racing in it, but when I'm not, I feel like I've just been out the back lately. Just, just watching just the race? Just watching the race, yeah. I have having been parked overturn like a battle spot, so.
0: Um, got any more questions we could waste Laz's time with? I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. I'm All right, well, it. thanks, Laz. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Of course, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: So are you going to, like, listen to a fucking show now, or what?
2: <laughs> I do listen. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when Elisa saw my story today, she was like, oh my god, you better listen to a show and get ready.
0: <laughs> I, know. I know, she's right. Yeah.
2: No, I do, I just...
0: Is there any... Is, <laughs> just, just stop. Just, just stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're digging a hole so right
0: now, Any guys. is there any guest you'd be really interested... Like, if we had a guest on, like, you're really interested. Like, is there anyone you'd be really interested to hear from, like, past... Like maybe a past BMX or like industry person. I reckon like
2: Yeah, I reckon either an industry person or somebody from another sport.
0: Okay, well that's pretty fucking broad. You want to give us some specifics here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even you know, know
1: specifics. We're like a like the host of the show and I don't know who it is. Like any like to.
0: anybody in BMX that you like industry person or something that you'd be really interested to hear from.
1: Or right, anyone Um
0: we told her we would put her on the spot. This is putting her on the spot. Yeah. This <laughs> is.
2: I am not good with.
0: Does no yeah, one? No right. one comes to mind.
2: I'm trying to think of somebody who doesn't race BMX, but I would want to like. Um.
1: Do
2: you know um Jerome at the training center?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, know him. I don't know him, but I, like I know who he is.
2: I feel like he would be fun.
1: He's a good talker. He's just funny guy. Right, I've yeah, never talked to him. Though. but
2: that's a uh, you know he's track and field. I don't know. That, no no BMX is going to want him. Sorry, guys. That was such a bad answer. <laughs> All
0: right, Laz, go drink your fermented tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks
2: for having me, guys. All
0: right, Laz, we love you. Thanks for coming right, on the show. That was fun. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks.
1: See you later. Bye. Bear, that's a fun one. Blowing rounds, everybody. That was great. Yeah, that was really cool. She's a good friend. It's fun to have those people on. Yeah. She also has a really good story, just for, once again, coming from Australia. She lives in the US now. And it's cool to hear about her making the jump and saying she went full in at that point. That she when she moved to the U.S., she was like, "All right, I'm doing this."
0: Yeah, I mean, so many BMXers from around the world just go all in in the U.S. Whether it's like last week against Souza, for instance, yeah, or Alfredo, like they made huge moves from South America up here. But I mean, we probably don't think of it as much from someone like Lauren because she comes from Australia, but Australia to the U.S. That's a huge move. That's a
1: big move too. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's she's really made that of her home. It seems like now too. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah, now she's settled down in in San Diego, and
1: yeah, doing well. What I think cool about Laws is that she's one of those people that seems like she takes her racing seriously, but she knows that she needs to have an outside life as well. Yeah, for like sure. Like she enjoys other things like spending time with friends, going on the beach, relaxing, and it's, it's not BMX all the time. Yeah. There's, Gen- those, there's yeah. people that are just constantly BMX, BMX, and it just seems like it would get tiring.
0: Genuinely, such a nice, good human being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I time. love Lauren.
1: Um, I realized we uh, we made a change to our chatter awards that we need to discuss. Oh, online. I forgot about that. Yeah, we discussed this in our business meeting yesterday. Yeah, we had a business meeting. We had a business meeting. Yeah, yeah. We and uh, we need to change the chatter awards. Um, we realized that this idea, that us hosting an awards show at the uh, after party in Argentina, it's really just not going to work.
0: I didn't see it working any possible yeah. way.
1: I really was believing that we could make this happen and people would be into it. But I, I just, I see us standing up there with a mic, like you said, BMX, no yeah. one giving a heck and yeah. us just talking and handing out these damn coffee cups to people. And BMXers like, are go.
0: way too fucking rowdy.
1: Yeah, they're going to come in drunk as hell. its We're not going to have an awards show. It's just going to be a party.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to get the chatters, which are going to be like custom coffee chatter mugs. They're going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have, I guess, probably four awards, and we're gonna have like we're gonna pick four people for each one, and we're gonna do it all social media. So i will have on Coffee Chat or Instagram. We haven't worked out all the details yet, but basically, is we're gonna have the four awards with the four people uh, for each one, the nominees, and we're gonna have everyone vote on them, and then it's gonna be all done through social media. We're gonna have the winners, and then we're gonna bring the uh, mugs to Argentina and present the winners with the awards.
1: Yeah. So I think that'll be way better. It'll so, be fun. Yeah, we won't get the Argentina race in there as one of the races to, I mean see these things happen like a best crash. Be impossible best to do yeah. that. So whatever. As soon as Rock Hill's done, we'll make make the four picks, put them online for you guys to see our top four, and then yeah, you guys can decide. the, the chatters. The chatters. It's the chatters. Yeah, awards. custom mug.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool.
1: A bitching photo on our Instagram. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I think it'll be really cool.
0: So what do you think? We'll do best crash for one.
1: Yeah, best crash.
0: Uh what do you think? Best race or
1: something? Uh, well like I think best race or best pass? Best that-
0: pass, yeah. Best crash, best pass. Maybe like best whole shot or something like that. We haven't really figured it out yet, have we? Okay, no.
1: Well, I haven't written down. Oh, we have re- too many Read them so off, far. read them off, read them off. Oh, well, we have the hard charger. We were thinking about giving a hard charger award. I don't think that one's going to be one, though. It might not stick. Um, <laughs> biggest heartbreak or... Uh, oh, that's a good one. Or biggest choke. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go biggest heartbreak.
1: Biggest heartbreak.
0: Biggest heartbreak, best pass, best crash.
1: Base heartbreak, best pass, best crash. Coach of the year. Do you want to do a coach's one? We need a coach of the year. Or okay. we could do, do a different ride. Work. We could do a different rider one too. Or like we do like, oh, let's
0: do like a rookie of the year or step up of the year. Step yeah, up of the step year. Step up of the year. So person who improved the most. So those yeah. would be our four. Okay. So what is it? Step up of the year, best pass, best crash, and base, base heartbreak. Break. Oh, yeah. I like it.
1: Best, yeah.
0: All right. I'm thinking Alfredo's probably getting a mug for
1: biggest heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a winner. But you know what? The fans will decide. Yeah, the fans will decide. decide. Yeah, that's all right.
0: Um, so yeah, James is going to Tokyo tomorrow to test the Olympic track.
1: Yeah, so funny story. I don't know if he really cares if I say this or not. But uh, Connor messaged me. He messaged me. He's like, hey, what's the deal with the, the Tokyo thing? Can anybody go? And I was like, no, it was just like four random riders selected, four guys, four girls, whatever, just random. And he was saying that the U.S. guys, they, or he didn't get a message or notification about this at all. They had no idea about it. Well, yeah, because they've just picked, if
0: they didn't pick a U.S. rider, they wouldn't.
1: Well, I guess, but you had to put your name forward. You had to actually oh, really? put your name forward. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we got oh. a notification before Paris that you had to put your name forward to be uh, selected. I so. highly
0: doubt Connor would have wanted to do that anyway. Maybe not. Yeah. Because, yeah.
1: I mean, they have raced in Louisville this weekend. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Connor not I don't think he'd be into testing it anyway. No. Savannah just woke her from a nap. Yeah. How's it going, Savvy? <laughs> You're on air. You're on there. <laughs> <laughs> Just walked right by. Might be a little
1: tired. Um. But, uh, but yeah looking forward to that that'll yeah. be fun It'll leaving be cool. tomorrow Been home for a bitch in one day and already taking off again fantastic so right on yeah uh, another thanks to our sponsor of the show oh, yeah progate europe on board again for this one
0: progate europe get yourself an individual gate people or if you got a track get a progate europe the Co- best ones out there they yeah. own, they're the only gate company out there
1: only one they're the only one out there yeah. Did you see cochran bmx had two single mans um, built in behind their hill yes
0: and their gate was fast it was good best it was one crisp. out there.
1: fantastic
0: Jason Carnes, the Burm Academy. Sign up on tour. Experience BMX, people. Experience BMX in life. Live at the, large. There's more to BMX. than doing sprints. Enjoy coffee with Jason.
1: Yeah. Enjoy his stories. It's just story time. We should have a segment that's just story time. Jason's Jason. story time. One story. We, we yes. tell him every week to phone. We'll find okay, one story. All right. Starting now. We'll
0: call it. We can call it maybe the Jason story time. Or if he wants to sponsor the show full on, the Burm Academy story time. Yeah. I like it.
1: Sounds fantastic.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks Lauren Reynolds for coming on.
1: Thanks again. We'll see you guys next time.
0: Thanks Esquire, John Sawyer.
1: You guys rock.